part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. So let me start with prayer and then uh, we'll, we're going to jump in. If you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, because I don't have a screen to show you the verses and all that this morning, turn to Joshua 6. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6 this morning. Um, one thing that we're not going to have this morning is singing. I tried to get Carly to sing and lead us in that. She declined that offer, and I certainly am not going to uh, lead us in singing. So we're just going to have to hum afterwards, and uh, you can uh, appreciate that. But let me pray this morning and get us started. Father God, we thank you so much for the hope that is in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for this hope that is real. It's not just something we make believe or that, Father, something that is not, uh, have a consistency. Father, you've proved yourself time and time again, Father. You've created in our very soul this desire to know you. And so, Father, today we thank you that even though we're um, not able to meet and gather together because of the elements that Father today that we can gather online and so I pray that uh, just Father that we won't have any difficulties that uh, Father that we can communicate the beauty of your word and the beauty of the gospel and most of all Father that we can be challenged in our faith this morning just to um, this this vision verse for 2022 to stop our ceasing, our, our cease our fighting and our striving, Father, to, to be still and to know that you are God. And Father, we just thank you for that promise, for that declaration, and for that truth. Father, be with us now as we study your word, as we pray all this in the hope that is Christ. Amen. Well, again, open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6. It is one of those... Uh, Great stories of the Old Testament. Knowing that we would probably have maybe some kids with us today, uh, I wanted to get more of a story uh, from the Old Testament. I used to love those when I was a kid. I mean, some of my favorite times when uh, the pastor would say, okay, today we're going to uh, study about Noah and the Ark, or Daniel and the Lion's Den, or David and Goliath, uh, Israel, uh, the Israelites when they were crossing the Red Sea. And I always loved those. Uh, I have to be honest, I, I wasn't quite as excited when I was a kid when the pastor said, turn to Hebrews chapter you know, 5 or 6. And it was much more of a theological kind of basis of the sermon in text. I loved those stories. I, I, I do have to admit that most of the time uh, when I was growing up, a lot of times it was taught from the moralistic kind of viewpoint. It wasn't until later in life that I began to see that all of these stories of the Old Testament really pointed us to Christ. That it wasn't the Old and the New Testament, that it's one book and it all points to Christ and God's promise of a Messiah for us. And when I began to understand that, all of a sudden those stories like Noah and the Ark took on even deeper meaning. It wasn't just about, okay, here's what we can learn about faithfulness, even though there are spiritual lessons to, to be learned by each of these stories. Well, with that in mind, this morning we're going to look back in the Old Testament to one of my favorites. And uh, it was the time when God had allowed the Israelites to cross over um, the sea, uh, the Jordan River, and, it, and they're now in the Promised Land, and, and they're about to start taking the land possessing the land that God had promised them and that he had gave them. And uh, so it's one of my favorite stories the, about the walls of Jericho. 
And all of this I want to tie into our vision verse from, uh, from last week um, that we're going to have for 2022, Psalm 46.10. Let me go back over that. Most of us know it as, Be still and know that I am God. But the verse doesn't end there. The verse continues, and, and I think sometimes by not uh, continuing and just kind of stopping with that first phrase there, we really kind of miss the fullness of that. And so let's read it and let's vision that this year in 2022 in its entirety. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is God's command to us. It's his command, as we found out last week, probably to his enemies also, that God is making a declaration. But for us as believers, we can be still. That is, we can cease our striving. Why? Because we know God, and not just know about God, but that we begin to truly have an interaction, a personal relationship with him uh, through Jesus Christ. And, And it's also this verse is the promise that he will be exalted And that's where we can really take our confidence. And we begin to see that even this morning as we would go to Joshua chapter 6. We could find a lot of occasions, a lot of uh, stories, a lot of events in the Bible that would demonstrate that God is going to be exalted and his promise to be exalted among the nations and among the earth. And I think this is a great one. Like I said, it also happens to be one of my favorite ones from my, my childhood as a kid. The story of the Israelites and the walls of Jericho. Now, a little bit of background on this, because I know that we're jumping right in there to Joshua chapter 6, to remind you, or maybe to inform you, if you're not as familiar with this particular event in the Old Testament. Moses had led the nation of Israel, by God's call, out of Egypt. And he had promised them a land. And it was a land that was flowing with milk and honey. It was just this great land. And God said, I've given you this. However, um, they sent out spies and they kind of surveyed the land. And when 12 spies came back, one from each of the tribes of Israel, uh, 10 of those spies said, this is impossible. There's no way we can take this land. Uh, It's inhabited by a very fierce and mighty, uh, a really huge people. We look like insects in comparison to them. And so they took a vote and, and there was only two that had faith in what God had declared, and ten that kind of looked at the circumstances. And so what happened? Well, they stayed on that side of the Jordan, and they wandered for 40 years. Well, eventually, that wandering for 40 years in the wilderness ends. Moses dies, and God selects a new leader, and that leader's name is Joshua. Now, again, kind of put yourself in this position. They've had Moses, and Moses, as we can imagine, is just, you know, this, this great figure of the Old Testament, this great leader. And you can only imagine the despair of the people when Moses died. They're going to get, where are we going to go? How are we going to do this if we don't have a leader? And even though Joshua sounds like just this manly man, and he's this great man of God, uh, he's one of the two that said, yes, let's, let's go in and take this land. So he's a faithful follower of Christ. Um, still, how intimidating that would be to follow Moses. And chapter 5 tells us how God commissions Joshua uh, to lead the Israelites into the promised land and that he's going to give them victory. And uh, in all this, 
Joshua is pretty overwhelmed, as, as you can imagine. And yet God tells Joshua several different times, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed because God would be, he would be with them no matter where they would go. And so think about it. No problem. God promised it. That should be enough. And yet that's when we begin to get this story of Jericho. Jericho in that time was considered the mightiest city in those days because they had massive walls that surrounded the city. And remember last week when we talked about Psalm 46.1, how we said that God is our refuge and our strength and an ever-present help in our times of trouble, in our tight places. That refuge uh, is uh, kind of a word that directs us back to city walls, to safety and protection and security. And, uh, and, and that's what Jericho thought that they were safe and protected and secure because they had the mightiest walls. Now, let me describe these walls as best as we can understand them. There were actually two sets of walls. The outer walls were 12 feet high and almost 12 feet thick. So that would have been an obstacle almost impossible to get over just by itself. But then they had an inner wall that was 15 feet, about 15 feet or so behind that first wall that was 30 feet high. And on top of there, they had all these stations that they could have archers. They could have all these other soldiers that are ready to defend the land. And so for the most part, if you were back in that day and you were outside the walls of Jericho, these walls would look, would look pretty much impossible to penetrate. It would be almost uh, you know, a suicide miss, mission. And yet, what does God do? Out of all the different cities that they could have kind of had as their uh, first challenge, their first battle, God takes them to the mightiest city with the biggest walls, kind of the fierce army, and he says, okay, this is your challenge. Now, remember, they really don't have an army. They've been wandering the wilderness for 40 years. No warm-up games. Their first battle against the mightiest. It'd be very similar to, uh, now stay with me on this one, uh, if game one of your college football season was against Alabama. Now, I realize a lot of UGA people right now are saying, yeah, but we just beat Alabama. No, you're not UGA. Uh, go back to my alma mater. What if you were Georgia State? For years, uh, certainly the time that I went there, Georgia State never had a football team, and they finally had a football team, developed a football team. Uh, they've actually done pretty good. But what if your first game ever as a Georgia State Panther in football was against Alabama? That's kind of the situation that's here. But now let's go to the Word of God, and, and let's see what he says. Look what God declares what we're really kind of uh, looking for in verses 1 of 2 of Joshua 6 is what God is declaring. Verse 1, verse 2. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. Now, what did God just declare? What's the first word that you see there in this declaration that God makes? See. See in verse 2? See, I have given Jericho into your hand. Now, I don't know that that's really what Joshua's eyes would have seen. What he would have seen is these two massive walls, this impenetrable city 
what he would have seen is all these different things that were going. I don't know that he would have seen that they were shut up inside and outside and that they were just ready for, for, uh, uh, to, to be taken over. See, that's where oftentimes God makes declarations of what we don't see and yet God has already declared. I mean, when God begins to tell us in our own lives uh, things that uh, of faith, and it can be a challenge to us, and God says, no, I declare this. Uh, so oftentimes, if we can see with those godly eyes and eyes of faith, then, then we see what God has promised. And yet so oftentimes, uh, to take the illustration from this story, uh, we see his walls. Uh, yes, the, the verse 1 says that Jericho was shut up inside and out. Well, we would have seen that as an obstacle instead of an invitation. But we serve a God that declares. And here he declared, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, with his king and mighty men of valor. Now, if that wasn't challenging enough, look at what God actually then declared would be the plan. Go down to verse 3. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. And on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. God's master plan is not one of military wit. It's not flanking the left and the right. It's not a surprise attack. It's, it's nothing like that. It's not one of superior armament. He doesn't say, I'm about to give you cannons, and all they have is archers with bows and arrows. He, he, he doesn't say, okay, I'm going to invent a plane, and you're going to come by with an airstrike. No, God's plan was simply one thing, a belief in God's promise. Now, a question here. I want you to think this morning just for a second. Was God's plan designed to build confidence? Think through that just for a second. Was God's plan designed to build confidence? If it was, it certainly wasn't to build confidence in the uh, Israelites' military strength. I mean, they probably actually look pretty funny. You know, can imagine... Uh, going around a city and you're just kind of marching around it once a day for six days. It certainly wasn't uh, to build confidence in Joshua's military proudness. In fact, can you imagine if you were one of the soldiers and all of a sudden the leader comes up, Joshua comes up and says, okay, here's the plan, guys. We're going to march around the city once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. And we're going to blow horns and, and we're going to shout. I don't know that that really would have built a lot of confidence, except for one thing. It builds a confidence in that God declared it. This plan was designed for really one thing, and to build confidence in only one place, and that is in God and his faithfulness and his ability. So what happened? Joshua gives the orders, and then the people obey. One thing that you do have to see here is that Joshua obeyed, as silly maybe as the plan looked, and then the people actually followed him. Look at verse 7 and 8. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. 
Now look at verse 8. Look at that first phrase. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns, before the Lord went forward blowing the trumpets, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord following them. And in other words, they did exactly what God said to do. God declared it. It may have seemed a little silly, and yet they did follow in faith. Now go all the way down to verse 15 and 16. On the seventh day, because they did this for six days, they went around once and then they would come back to the camp. And on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched forward around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven days. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the horns, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And guess what? God did. Those walls, that outer wall, the inner wall, came tumbling down. The, the Israelite army went in. They rescued Rahab, who God had reached and used to, to, to help them. And uh, that's an incredible sermon and story in itself. And then they went in, and God said, I want you to leave everything there except for the gold, the silver, the bronze, and the iron. And he said, I want you to take those things and I want you to give them for the treasury of the Lord. Now, let's, let's think through this. First battle. No warm-up games. Forty years of wilderness. They haven't fought anybody. Their first battle. They come against the strongest uh, shelter fort city that, that is possible in those days. And yet God declared, I have given you this city. By faith, they go out there and they follow the plan. And what happens? Everything that God declared happened. They had victory. The walls came down. And, and notice that last part about the gold and the silver and the bronze and the iron in those verses. God even used that to fortify, if you want to say, to enable them to have, to have this treasury now. They've been wandering for 40 years. And yet he begins to equip them. This unbelievable plan worked just as God said. And so what do we learn? But what do we take with us this week? We serve a God who declares and a God who is faithful. God is not assembling a plan in your life or in my life to build confidence in our own ability to navigate the enemy. No, the plan that God has is to build confidence in Him, His declaration, His provision, and His plan. And, and this week, it, it may seem like you're going up against the Jericho. It may seem like you're going against something that just is impossible. And, and you may not be able to see, like it said in that one verse, see that I've done this. And that's where we have to stay in the Word of God, guys. We, we need to be praying. We need to truly be spirit-led, spirit-filled and spirit-led if we're going to have eyes that, that see these spiritual truths. We're not going to get it from our circumstances. We're certainly not going to get it from the world. We may not even get it from other Christians. Hopefully we will as we disciple one another, as we meet together, as we would encourage one another. But we will definitely get it as we go to the Word of God. The Word of God is essential in everyday life if we are going to be able to see 
the things and the declarations of God. I mean, I can see the beauty of God. I can see the creation of God as I go out. I mean, today if it begins to snow, we're going to see, wow, what a wonderful God we have. Look at this God of creation. But to to see spiritual truths of what God has declared, I have to be in his word. And so once again, as last week, I encourage you daily to be in his word, daily to be before him in prayer. Why? So that you can check off that you're a good Christian? No, so that you can see what God declares. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. This is the declaration of God. He commands his enemies. He commands us as his people. Stop the fighting. Cease the striving and know that I am God. And so, friends, this morning, check where you're placing your confidence this week. Are you placing it on that that you're stronger than the battle? Are you placing it that you're able uh, with your wits and your ability to uh, navigate uh, those things before you? Or this morning, can you say, no, I, I, I'm going to make every uh, purpose to be still, to cease my striving, and to know the declarations of God, to know the truth of God, His faithfulness and His might. I mean, ultimately, this story points us to Christ. That in that impossibility, God made a way. And so this morning, I pray that, uh, that this time has been helpful to you, that it has challenged you. And um, let me again just see God's, de- to read God, God's declaration that we can live with this week, and then I'll close this in prayer. God said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let's pray. Father God, give us eyes to see who you have, what you have declared about yourself, your faithfulness. You told Joshua to be strong and courageous. And then, Father, you gave him every ability to be strong and courageous, not in his own might, not in the experience of an army that had not fought in 40 years, but in your declarations. And so, Father, continue to to lead us to your word, to see what you have declared about yourself and what you have declared about us and what you have declared about life. So that, Father, this week, that we would build our confidence not in our ability to navigate, not in the strength of wisdom or wit, but, Father, in you and what you have declared. Father, we thank you that you have called us this day to be still, to cease our striving, to know that you are God, And to hear that declaration that you will exalt yourself on this earth and, Father, among the nations. We love you and we thank you as we pray all these things in the hope of Christ. Amen. Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast.